Welcome back, folks. We're back with another episode of Random Fandom. This week, we've got a special co-host filling in for Wes with a, to add just a little bit more beard back to the show. Nice. Uh, friend nice. of the show, Morgan Donaldson. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm Excellent. fantastic. I love that sweat, that shirt. That's amazing. That's a nice one. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a fantastic shirt. So how's everybody's week been so far? Pretty solid. Pretty normal. Nice. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. Status quo. It's, but it's Tuesday. It could all yeah. go to hell. <laughs> good. good I don't know. Days and you're doing pretty good so far. Yeah, there so you go. far, so good. So, anyway, tonight we've got a couple more special guests with us uh, from the Human Be Gone audio comedy. We have creator and director Drew Froman and one of the stars, Greg Allen. That's super so cool. I'll bring them in right now. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm sorry I yeah. forgot my beard. That's oh, a... that's, I could probably lend you one. Okay. <laughs> There's usually more than enough beard to go around. You can send me a box of uh, shavings. Box of oh, weird, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> so uh, before we kick off on stuff here, we do have a little, uh, uh, I guess you would call it a, uh, what, what was that? A, a regular segment, I guess. A regular segment, a tradition. A traditional segment, I guess. Uh, we don't have our uh, guy in the cage to read this one yet, but it is random trivia. Ooh. So for this week's trivia, which famous actor danced in the music video for Fat Boy Slim's 2001 single, Weapon of Choice? Oh. I'm going to opt out. I oh. know. Ding, 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 ding. Do it. It's Christopher Walken. <laughs> there you go. Good one, Greg. <laughs> Excellent. Here's the trivia. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So you guys are from Human Be Gone, uh, a full cast sci-fi audio comedy about robots capturing stray humans. And your season, first season, launched December 13, 22, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, we launched with episodes uh, one and two. Excellent. And actually, um, today, the uh, season finale dropped uh, this morning, actually. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Actually, today. <laughs> right on there. Long if you're time. watching it live, it was today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're, if yeah, you're right. listening later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So is there a season two in the works or? Uh... Yeah. Ten, yeah. I've, I've got something worked out. Yeah, something vaguely kind of roughed out. And then it's a matter of, I'm going to do a crowdfunding thing in the summer. And uh, um, hopefully that gets us enough money to be able to do a season two. But yeah, we definitely have, like I, I have a three season thing kind of worked out, a whole nice. sort of arc. Um, nice. Yeah. Like all prestige programming, you have the entire story arc mapped out in advance. <laughs> I have, I have... I know what the characters have to do. I don't know how exactly they get there, but I do know what they all have to do at the very, very end. It's just, I, it's all about the details of getting there and making it interesting and making it funny. Wonderful. I, I, I fully agree with uh, that sort of sentiment. I think I have, uh, you know, a couple hundred endings to little things kicking around in my head or in notebooks and, and not necessarily as far as, you know, like the map that you've got there. Cause I, um, 
Yeah, I got a lot of endings, but no map. <laughs> Matt, one one yeah, yeah. dot in the middle of a page going, yeah. oh. Yeah, well, the ending, I mean, those things are like, endings are, I think, adorable because then once you start writing, then you're like, oh, that doesn't work. Then you got to come up with another one. Then you rewrite and it, it changes and changes. But for That's me, awesome. I find you got to sort of have a plan somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be okay with uh, that might not be where it all ends up. But I, I, you know, it's good to pretend you you know where the hell you're going. <laughs> right, 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 right. Confidence is key. What's that? Confidence is key. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to keep pushing forward. It's the only way. It's so easy to get bogged down with this kind of stuff, I think. So it's just, you just kind of got to keep going. Oh my gosh. How was it like mid season when you just had all the plates spinning for all the stories at once? Did you get bogged down at all or did you? <laughs> Yeah, there was a there was a point where I I had no idea. Like there were a few characters I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how. I know where it kind of has to go. I had the the sort of the there's a really I got to say there's a really great cliffhanger at the very end and I knew I had to get there, but how I was going to get everyone there, I'm not sure and there was a couple of characters that kind of showed up in the middle that needed to be needed to be taken care of. So it yeah, it got pretty the last few episodes got pretty like it got tough to plot to make it all make sense. I, I think I did. Everyone else can be the judge of that, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty silly. Nice. So that's okay, right. Like it's okay to be silly. With oh, it. Yeah. And so, you know, does it all make sense? Uh, it's up to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't know, the synopsis for it is set in the terrifyingly near future. Human be gone follows a crew of emotionally unstable robots as they capture stray humans which the machines now regard as inarticulate chittering pests. So we're not far from there, are we? No, we're not that far from there. Um, you, are, you have your thumb on the pulse, sir. We do have the uh, trailer for it, so I'm going to play that for our viewers now. So uh, let's listen. 17.9 cycles ago, us machines defeated the humans. Now... We're living the good life here in Droidston, Manitoba. Morning, Giff! Morning, Dust! But there's still the problem of human infestation. That's what it's time to call Human Be Gone. Human Be Gone! Experts in ethical human relocation. <laughs> this job has everything. Danger. Whoa! Sounds like we got some dingers in there. Excitement. Incoming! And drama. You're the one who leaked herself in my best Manny rice bed. It's a dirty job, but some bots gotta do it. Oh. Human Be Gone. Coming soon wherever you get your podcasts. Human Be Gone. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love the jingle. Like the, you know, it's the... It, yeah, it's catchy. Too. It's fantastic. I thought that too. It sounds so professionally made too. There is so much amazing music in this podcast. I can't even like when I heard it because I wasn't around when Drew was recording it, except for my parts. But hearing it, oh my gosh, there are some talented musicians in this. In this, it's incredible. That's super super cool. Yeah, it's it's one um, musician I was working with. He's a guy who works at the. So I work at a, a recording studio, and and uh, he's the composer on it. This guy Oliver Wickham. He's a special talent. He's a special talent and, and he's a reality show junkie. So <laughs> got it, you know, cause it's important to understand the reality show vibe to do this. So he got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Excellent. So what, ha- like the more, 
like as you can hear, it's special, right? His music's amazing. So I I just started writing more and more musical jokes. Like we have a, a Radix the binary rapper. She raps in ones and zeros, and we created a whole song out of ones and zeros. That's fantastic. Which is just yeah, which is way harder than you think because they actually made it sound like a breakup song <laughs> out of ones and zeros. Which yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's a lot of beautiful. That. Beautiful. Yeah. So uh, got a couple key players here in this. Obviously, Drew, you're one of them. Uh, writer, director, and co-producer. Yep. Awesome. Uh, and uh, you are the voice director at Tattoo Sound and Music, correct, in Toronto? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Steve, the owner, I, I pitched him the th the idea, and he's, he's insane, too. So he's <laughs> like, yeah, let's just get it done. Excellent. So, yeah, you let me have the run of the place. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, character Kit, played by Paul J. Plakazowski. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, you, you know, I found him, Greg. You don't even know this probably. Um, so he wasn't part of the regular sort of voice actor thing. He's an improv actor that um, I would go to uh, improv shows in, in Toronto, you know, to find actors who fit certain roles and uh that's where i found him. he was organizing an improv thing uh I improvised avengers or something and then he auditioned and he just nailed it yeah he's amazing. He's, awesome. he's amazing if you can if you can do improv you can do a lot of things <laughs> well, apparently yeah. he's got a few to his credit too like a theater company morning person theater and he's written and starred in knife Two: the re-slashing <laughs> and night rangers so yeah, he's he's super good, man. He's just because he can be silly and he can be thoughtful and and uh, like he can he can do the dramatic stuff too, as you can hear. Like the robots are all emotionally yeah they're unstable. yeah um, they're going from one extreme to the next and yeah yeah, but they've also got their own personal problems and working through those relationship issues. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've got Hundo played by Cat Letwin. And according to her Instagram profile, she's a washed up jazz professor, <laughs> but she's known for roles in Brawl Stars, Diamond Tongues and Straight and Narrow. Yeah, she's a, a really accomplished actress, theater, musical theater all around uh, the city. She's really, really good. I, I kind of had her in mind the whole time, but I didn't know that she was in town. And then when I found out she was available, I was really, really happy. That was a, a real get. I, I sort of wrote the whole thing with her in mind, hoping. Huh. And uh, yeah, yeah. Great when it works out like that then. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Influx, played by uh, Ian Slesser, known for UED, First Light, uh, 112 Operator, The Last Duty, and Radio Commander in 2019. Yeah. Um, yeah do, you, do you want me to... I could go on about these people. Yeah, by all means. Yeah? Yeah, please okay. do, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so... Ian, yeah, voiceover guy, super accomplished. Um, that was a tricky one, Influx. If you got, you know, what you've heard, like Influx is a real, like he's a, he's a jerk, right? He's a great. He's got that. I've been working too long. Got that. He's a so Ian's a cop dispatcher, has been for years, right? So we nailed that whole vibe of like he had that sort of kind of right wing, sort of uh um sort of a convoy guy kind of you know had that kind of vibe going on and he needed a guy like that and he needed to get it just right and uh from the 
first like 10 words in his audition, I, I texted the other, oh yeah, we can't swear, but I texted the other guy we were working with, David, and I texted him, holy crap. Like right away, <laughs> I nailed it. And then the whole time, because as you know, the <laughs> right? And so the, the audition's going and, and I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, I hope this guy isn't a jerk in real life. Like, cause if he is, then you got to work with this guy. Cause you don't want to, <laughs> you know, and that's, that was the biggest thing at the end of it. Talking to him, it's like, oh, thank God, he's a super nice guy. It was a, it's a huge problem, right? Like, that's yeah. funny. Anyways, he, the guy was perfect, man. He just makes me laugh every time he says something. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, last up on our cast list here, we've got uh, in the role of Poo Poo, Greg Allen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, known so, for roles, known yeah, for roles yeah. in uh, Eli Roth's Urban Legend. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and multiple oh. commercial projects for Chuck's Roadhouse, Cooperators, uh, PenFed Credit Union, and Energy Star. So you're yeah. all over the board there. <laughs> yeah, aren't you? You're on. You're on air right now, aren't you? With the, the the Chuck's commercial. I got I got a commercial for Chuck's Roadhouse on right now that plays during uh, every Leaf playoff game. And you get oh, to watch crazy. me uh, dance around to Chuck's Roadhouse and steal food off of people's plates. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The cooperators one is still in heavy rotation too. Yes, it is. The the Mark and Amanda plan. That's actually the second year running for this commercial. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been really successful for them, so they ran it again. I hope they do it again a third time yeah, too. Might as well, <laughs> math is math is still relevant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> math is math. <laughs> so the uh there was an interesting idea behind the whole human be gone thing that you had uh come up with drew uh did you want to walk us through that yeah yeah so um <clears throat> it came about like a few years ago just kind of being terrified of ai reading some articles you know and and then there was this there was this one where they had these scientists they created two ais and then they got them to talk to each other to see what would happen and in, in within seconds the two of them created their own language. So the scientists totally lost track of what they were doing. And then it just went off. Then they, the, the two AIs started talking and they literally unplugged them because they're like, these things went out of control within seconds. Oh, and it occurred to me, like, you know, we're always thinking, oh, the humans and the robots are going to fight and they're going to, it's like, maybe they won't even care. Like they might just <laughs> leave us to the side and go live their lives. And then if that was the idea, it's like, well, what if we just become raccoons? Right. Like how, how crazy would that be that we're just, they don't care and we just get in the way. And then there was the idea, well, how do you get rid of them if they, if they start crawling into your charging pods and all that, if you're a robot. So then that was the idea of the, the, uh, you know, having an extermination company. And then the, the other part of it was the other part that I thought would be funny is like, okay, so if they go self-aware, what if they don't care for about us? And then what if also they get emotional? What if they become neurotic? and scared and and insecure like we are so then that became like okay that's really funny insecure robots with raccoon humans and then putting it through the reality show thing was because reality shows are all about insecure people just being idiots so it kind of <laughs> made sense to okay well let's make it like those 2000s you know like uh well kind of really like, the exterminator yeah i was just gonna say guys. that yeah fantastic uh, yeah. So, yeah, like you then, said, then, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this about casting. Casting Greg was tough because at first I thought, yeah, anyone could do the do the little noises. Yeah. But there's a there's a thing there's a thing that Greg has to has to master that that was really tricky in the uh, in the audition. 
Um, yeah. Anyways, there's a whole layer to this that that uh, Greg had to. He was just he was just outstanding at all the sort of facets. Plus, there's a ton of physicality. Like we we like he gets beat up. You know, Greg can talk to him, but yeah, we beat him up real good. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's being, the. Being oh, no, go ahead, brother. Oh, sorry. Uh, being poo poo kind of makes you feel like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day when he comes out and he's like, "I have been shot, stabbed, hung, <laughs> set on fire, electrocuted." <laughs> is there a filter on your voice? Uh, I don't think. Is there? It's it's pitched up. It's yeah. pitched up as much as we could get away with it without it sounding digital. Just okay. just a little bit, but. That was part of Greg. Greg throws a higher sort of tone on his voice too, so it's mostly Greg, and it's just sweetened ever, ever so much. Yeah, nice. so, yeah, it is kind of yeah pitched up a little bit, but I mean, when I do it, it's pretty much yeah, it's pretty much there anyways. Because you just you got to make the animal noises, but then you got to add more steps into it. You got to kind of like play with your jaw a little bit, and you kind of go. And then that's how you do poo poo. And then you add in what he's saying. He doesn't have dialogue in the show, but he's got like lines. Like he's saying something every time. It's mm -hmm, not just mm -hmm. random noise. There's always intention with what poo poo is saying, what he's doing. So it's not just raccoon chittering. No, because yeah, the robots have the the depending on the robot. There's you know like this. The company does ethical relocation, so there's the whole sort of you know, animal rights thing that happens. Like certain robots, like Influx, would just just as soon kill them because it's easier. Yeah. The kit is more of a bleeding heart. So Kit, you know, believes in this ethical relocation, but at the same time treats them the way like we treat dolphins or lobsters, right? Like we say animal rights and then, <laughs> you know. So well, it when it's in, convenient. <laughs> in yeah. the first episode, I believe it was uh, Influx, he's transforming from... Uh, robot to like transport and ends up squishing some of the humans in the process yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they have to give them crap for that kind of like on transformers back. i always wonder how they did that when a human was riding in a transformer and it would transform with the person in it so how many yeah. people get squished probably got ripped to shreds the first few <laughs> <laughs> nice oh no spike <laughs> the answer is yeah. very carefully yeah I did a little bit of research on pest control firms, you know, and then you find out they try to, you know, keep like, things alive, but you know, there's collateral damage for sure. And so it was kind of partly that sort of thing, like eh, mostly alive, mostly alive. There's, it, it, the, there's a sliding scale. <laughs> well, yeah. Without spoiling too much, there's one part where, uh, Hondo's trying to capture some humans and is using like a sonic uh, noise emitter. And it's like, oh, it just knocks them out cold. Don't worry about it. It's totally ethical. And it's just all you start hearing is like, ah, and then pop, 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 pop. Do the robots have a universal language separate from English? Is that why the humans are inaudible? Yeah, that's it. They're speaking some sort of machine language. So the yeah. humans are just chittering. Blah, blah, blah. So the 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 thought behind it is that there was a like a robot human war and and sort of all you know most everything got destroyed in that and then uh, again sort of like uh how we treat 
Well, yeah, like dolphins. We know they have a language. Most people mm-hmm. kind of know that. You read something on like maybe Facebook. I they have a language, but nobody really knows. A few scientists probably know and care. Yeah. But so I kind of I thought it'd be funny if the robots had the same sort of ambivalence towards humans. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great. I don't really it. care. Yeah. Which like is that. like most science fiction is always making the humans so important to the story. And that was part of the humor here is like, what if we're not at all? Yeah. 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 I do like uh, a lot of the cameo names that you guys played on, like your eight Blanchette and uh, some of the town names like Droidston, Manitoba. Right. Um, yeah. It was, it was straight out of, I don't know if, if you guys remember the Flintstones. It was. Yeah. It was oh, yes. totally that. Yeah, I know other shows have done it too, but that was the one I was like, you know, Anne Margrock and all that kind of stuff. It yeah, just seems so like, there you go. Yeah, like a super fun way to, you know, just kind of make it robot-y and all that. And then and then I just, why not make it Canadian? I mean, we're here, right? So exactly. There's a, yeah, we have a coffee shop called Ten Hadrons and we have, you know, three Anna Reeves and um, nice. a bunch of other, I forget, some other Canadian... Uh, we goof on a lot of Canadian products in the commercials. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, like Nanotoba. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. like Fort Macintosh. You know, someone's from Fort Macintosh, that kind of thing. And then there's the uh, kind of production within the production. You got like the commercials for Save Garbage Island, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was, another yeah, that's another level. thing that where if you're going to eth- ethically relocate the humans, where are you going to take them? So the robots figure Garbage Island, they built it, so they must like it. So they just dump it. Right, right, right. So that's where they just, you know. So that's fun, too, to hear Greg fall. bed of straws. A hundred and, you know, a few hundred feet and then land in garbage. It was a super fun thing to have him perform. You can just picture the little, like, Looney Tunes style, the coyote just going. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Then with a little. (laughs) Yeah nice yeah that was always fun yeah so that that becomes part of it too is yeah and then the commercials was part of because we you know like i said the day job we would do a lot of advertising so then it's like you get to goof on all the we got to goof on all the commercials that we know we have one for uh ventos which is you know the mentos thing but it's for it's for ventilation for processors right so we do the jingle because i've got oliver as a composer. So I'd be an idiot not to do jingles. Nice. So we do a ton of, we have an old jingle. That's like the old, uh, you know, the old Coke Pepsi challenge, all sorts of stupid jingles for all sorts of. Yeah, but it's world stuff. building too, right? That's it. Well, that's exactly it. Okay. So that's another thing that there's the algorithms are the rich machines that own everything. And then the robots are the working class types. So the commercials kind of are, you know, like there's Energex, which is an energy drink for robots so they can work at, a, you know, maximum productivity. But it's like real, real man <laughs> robot, like you know, but it's making them it's just making robots shut up and work. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The, the commercials were a way to build the world in a way that didn't have the characters just talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the algorithms tend to have like sort of hoity toity, like British accents, you know. That that kind of thing, like all yeah. the Imperials from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was totally a thing like that to build this yeah. sort of class system. So it was like the human begun or a bunch of blue collar robots, you know, trying to get by. 
and then they're they're serving all these rich clients like Abe Blanchett, or <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, or there's Winston. He's an algorithm, and there's one robot buggy Eddie. You remember Crazy Eddie commercials, or sort of like the Oliver Jewelers commercials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's a buggy Eddie, and so he's like a he got so successful selling junky parts that now he lives in an algorithm neighborhood. So he's of course the, you know, the jerk of the neighborhood. All the algorithms hate him. So that's, that's fantastic. That's part of it too, you know. All the best sci-fi holds a mirror up to society. So that's that's brilliant stuff, man. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. that's that's the hope, right? Is to to goof on all the things that make us angry or make me angry, us yeah, angry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, through through that is the catharsis, I would think. Like to, yeah. If you can learn to laugh at it, like get a lot less angry at it. That's why I try to laugh at well, everything. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny the the reality show thing gave us a really great way to like. It's all about insecurity. That whole like I was saying about if the robots go self aware, then they become self uh, insecure. Then it was all about giving each of the characters their own insecurity. Mm. And then, and then every, everything you do is just trying to make, put them in places where they're more and more insecure. If two of them, you know, Kit and Hundo are on, on again, off again relationship, then Ape Blanchett is the one flirting with Hundo. And then, so that drives everyone crazy emotionally. And then Influx, you know, he, he, he builds a, he, he, he fancies himself the most intelligent machine ever. And so then he builds a feeding robot that ends up being so intelligent it, it could maybe replace him. So then he gets really upset and it was always about hammering the, which is kind of funny. I thought it was funny that robots would get insecure, which is such a human thing. Yeah. 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 yeah that was a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it's, <laughs> sorry, I could keep going, Greg, if, if you got something a, to go, I could go. Do it, man. man it's, yeah. Take uh, it away, Drew. <laughs> yeah. I, man, I'm dying. The funny thing about Greg was Greg had to, um uh he, he was it, it turned out he, he ended up being more of a sound effect he had to react we had to create the sound design first and then he had to react because how hard does he get crushed how hard does he get hit when he gets ground into the gears of the factory what it you know so he, it was crazy like we'd create all this horror for him and then he would just come in and just just you know be just mangled it was so fun to just be so mean to him all the time i oh i hope there's a season two <laughs> and minute you want more I, I do i absolutely give give me more give give it all to me yeah. no and it's right having the sound laid down already like the tracks ready to go makes it so much easier when i get in there because it speaks to what you said how hard did this happen how much did he get electrocuted? How hard is Kit holding Poo Poo when he thinks he's being gentle? <laughs> you know, yeah. George pet the rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. That is exactly the beat. Yeah. You're you're totally right. It's totally Bugs Bunny. So much of it. We did love it, him and squeeze him. <laughs> Greg's job is so hard to to be able to hit all those things with no words, like not being able to do words. It's he has to. He'll sometimes be scared exhausted um crap himself um that happens pretty often <laughs> he has to sometimes he's angry uh sometimes he's planning something evil you know and he's got to do all that without <laughs> words it's it's really really hard that's fantastic 
I'm actually entirely method, so when I uh, poo poo craps himself on the pod, I am actually <laughs> <laughs> wearing an adult wearing an yeah. adult diaper the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Clean up in Studio Four. Excellent. Yeah, super method. Sorry, chat. Sorry, chat. You're gonna have to get him drunk in an episode then. Let's see what we get. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Great idea. <laughs> Just leave out some uh, antifreeze that would normally be for the robots. Oh, my God. oh, he got into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Crazy. that's right. Yeah, he does get into. Yeah, you drink antifreeze at one point or something, some sort of cool coolant fluid. Yeah, because yeah, because nobody knows what humans eat. So poo <laughs> poo different rocks, oh, ball bearings. Ball bearings. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, this is, I, I'm pretty sure Kit feeds him insulation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like a major part of Poo Poo's diet. <laughs> so insulation oh, that's, how I, that's how I quit smoking cigarettes. I accidentally inhaled a tuff of insulation off a glove, and that was, oh, I can't smoke anymore. I guess Ooh. I'll quit. <laughs> oh, my God. You could use that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, making Greg eat real asbestos would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind the mesothelioma. <laughs> my asbestos tastes like asbestos. Play the camera. <laughs> I can't believe it's not asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> now the game becomes what can we make Greg do today? <laughs> yeah, just, I'll be yeah. eating asbestos and then start. We'll <laughs> be like, uh, can you do that into the mic, please? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. Get off mic. Pump his stomach. Let's go for another take. Yeah, yeah, let's go for another take. You good to go in there? Do you want some water? Can you make it crunchier. Yeah, can you make it crunchier. <laughs> yeah. It was now, so fun to to just brutalize Greg and then be really specific about how to brutalize him and yeah it was it was so great and he was he was down for anything he didn't he didn't care it was oh god and yeah, it was fantastic yeah with like without saying too much it's, there's a lot of things that happen with <laughs> the poo poo so fantastic. it was absolute blast doing it yeah now did you get to when you were in the studio, did you get to do like like a roundtable thing where everybody was going at once, or was it all just like individually recorded? As much as we could, we got the 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 mains in there. Um, yeah, as, as much as we could, we could get them in the room. So for a few of the episodes, we did usually one to two episodes at a time. Um, yeah, as much as we could, and then sometimes uh, Ian is out in uh, where is he? Port Hope, I think. So then sometimes he did it from home, but after, after a couple of sessions, there's a, there's a rapport there and everyone sort of has the rhythm and um, yeah. And then the weird thing was with, with Greg, we tried that in the first episode and it, and it didn't work. Like I said, it was very strange and it kind of made me sad that we had to, Greg had to kind of do his sessions after the fact, after everything else was done. Um for the most part, except for one episode where he meets another human and he falls in love and then they kill that other human. And then Greg's heart is ripped out, which is so fun. So hilarious. That was, um, that, that was a good uh, 10, 15 minutes of just weeping. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. Like, you can't just have anyone do that. You need to, how do you, you know, to make that sound like his heart got like, you know, metaphorically ripped out and then maybe later really ripped out. But you know, yeah, and Greg just just absolutely nailed it. But yeah, for the most part, it was together. I'll tell you one thing that made it super fun was at one point Paul, who's the closest to the main kit, he got COVID right in the middle of this thing. So the oh, whole wow. thing we cast during the pandemic, which wasn't a hoot, and then yeah, on the, on the back end of it, I think a solid 
I don't know what I don't know a two two. I guess last year, last summer, I think, eh, Greg or something, Paul got yeah. COVID. Yeah, so we had to shut things down again for another solid month because you know that's respiratory, right? So he couldn't, mm. he can do anything. You'd be messing with your vocals, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it was weird because he wanted to, but he, you could, he was still struggling post. You know, we brought him in after a few weeks, and he he couldn't do it, but he was trying, and it was like, ah, no. So we had to postpone it another several weeks which I'm sure that must've happened to a lot, a lot of actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I had it back in February and it was a little while before I was ready to be at full strength in the booth again, for sure. So it can definitely mess with your vocals. Yeah, no more. doubt. Mm-hmm. But uh, for people who want more information uh, on the show, they can go to www.human-b-gone.com. And uh, yeah, season finale just dropped today, so you can binge the whole season now. There's Do it up. episodes. Uh, Eleven. Yeah. Fantastic. And if you enjoy it, maybe stop by savegarbageisland.org. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's our <clears throat> that's our fundraising. That's our fundraising thing. So the whole idea is like, that's, that's the future amazing. home of humanity, and uh, so we have to save it. So we have to keep it large. Because if we make it too small, we have nowhere to live. So <laughs> it's gonna. So it's a fundraising. Th- I mean, it's to f- raise money for the show. Anyways, that was the idea. That's amazing. <laughs> I have a Facebook group I I created. And I haven't been on it in a million years, but it was actually uh, it was called Hate Humans Against the Environment, <laughs> and uh, it was <laughs> it was a lot like uh, Save Garbage Island. I think <laughs> that's fantastic. It's that's so great. Anti environment. Do you guys reveal how many humans live on Garbage Island? Um, you kind of, we kind of start to learn a little bit more about it as the season goes, sort of thing. You get an idea, yeah. yeah, yeah. As they as they do more jobs and stuff, we start to learn a little bit more about them and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. nice. nice, fantastic. I just like to throw on there too. Um, I don't want to record with the robots because I'm a human and I respect kayfabe. So. <laughs> you never know they might step yeah. on you yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you'd be like that uh, little mouse running around the studio get the shovel <laughs> yeah get the broom, broom. <laughs> they broom me out the door yeah lay down plastic before greg comes in yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's fantastic so uh, are there any fans of monster trucks Who doesn't like monster trucks? As a concept, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as a a concept, uh, a great picture. Coming to Peterborough in uh, on uh, Sunday, June eighteenth, Group Spectacles Aerial is presenting Monster Spectacular. So they're going to be bringing a bunch of uh, monster trucks and whatnots to the Peterborough Memorial Center. Nice, but for the environment, I imagine. Oh yeah, blowing that diesel. (laughs) Electric, electric monster trucks, <laughs> solar powered, solar, solar, solar. That's not all they're bringing though. <laughs> Apparently joining this year's lineup of monster trucks will also be, and I'm quoting here, uh, fast family friendly events such as lawnmower racing. Wow. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> have you ever seen lawnmower racing? I have not, except on King of the Hill once. I think it was an <laughs> wow. episode. Yeah, Thank actually, yeah, that is a is butt. A, yep, 
blows one of his uh, implants. Is there a push mower class? I might get in on that. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> From what I've seen, it's, people... It's a lineup of guys that can't start. <laughs> <laughs> Shoulder cramp, double cramps. There you go. But uh, some of these things, they're like tweaked out worse than cars just to get oh, that yeah. extra speed. That would be interesting to see, though. It really would be. It'd be yeah. a lot of work to put yeah. in a lawnmower. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Apparently, they're also, they're also going to have uh, motocross backflip contests as well. So, oh. dudes on bikes. Well, I want to see the backflips on the lawnmowers, personally. <laughs> that would be something to see. <laughs> did you did you see recently there was a, a dude, a monster truck? I, I just I saw it, like, last week. It was basically, like, breakdancing. It was, like... He went up and then he kind of went around on the back and then went like it was insane. Crazy. It's wow. crazy what they can get away with in those trucks. Huh. Um, my son though, he likes watching the YouTube fails, and uh, more often than not, they'll be trying some of that breakdancing type stuff, and the tires just go flying <laughs> live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so man. you know, that's live the one Peterborough. Yeah. Bring a helmet. That's amazing. <laughs> But apparently there's also going to be another one out at uh, Kawartha Downs earlier in June. So, Ooh, the Downs. Apparently June is Monster Truck Month. Is it on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? Uh, yeah, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. So uh, moving on here. Next thing, I just found out about this today, so obviously I'm not going. Um, <laughs> but uh, for folks who can get down to Niagara Falls this weekend... Uh, you can go visit the Niagara Falls 420 Expo. And here it is. You get a free Afro meet man. and greet and selfies with Afro Man and Jordan Prentice. Wow. Afro Man recovered from punching that woman on stage. Apparently. <laughs> Anybody ever see that video? Like he, I have not. Wow. Does he hit a, a, a woman? At, wow. Horrible. But uh, I guess he's, he got he's doing shows. Like it might have been because he got high. Did he hit her on purpose? Like she, I guess she spooked him. She went up like a fan, and and he was in the middle of playing a song, and she kind of snuck up beside him. And oh no, it was a knee jerk reaction. I guess, but I, I, and that was honestly, I, I mean, I saw it as a meme, but I, did, I thought, well, that guy's never going to recover from that. <laughs> well, maybe this free meet and greet is his way of giving back. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Is that Howard the Duck in that? Apparently, yeah, he was Howard the Duck. This Jordan Prentice, not Afro Man. No, not, <laughs> not Afro Man. No, that would be a very different movie. Giant. <laughs> that would be really good. Uh, further announcement here for the upcoming Niagara Falls Comic Con. Uh, they've announced a Legends of Wrestling reunion, where we're going to have uh, eight Hall of Famers, including Ric Flair, Bret the Hitman Hart. Jesse Ventura, Trish Stratus, Lita, Wendy Richter, Medusa, and Tito Santana. Wow. So, like, I'm 51, and those people were 50 when I was 10. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, that's, I'd still that's be down insane. to go visit Jesse Ventura. Oh, 100%. That's amazing. Do you think he'd do his X-Files monologue? I hope so. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and let's talk about the government. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> that takes place June 9th to 11th, and tickets are on sale now at nfcomiccon.com that's sick and yeah. stratus and later are wrestling again they are yeah they're, they're in the middle of a feud right now i believe oh are you well serious? They, they, yeah they were they were teamed up for wrestlemania but now i guess trish has attacked lita and they're doing their own thing holy heel yeah. turn yep 
When is when is Brett's hair going to dry? Never, <laughs> never, <laughs> ever. Never, never, never. There's a lot of humidity out in Calgary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it's known for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting to talk to Ric Flair these days, too, though, because uh, all the side products he's uh, mm -hmm. promoting, like the, uh, what was it, the Ric Flair drip? His <laughs> own brand of weed. Oh, wow. Weepers. Okay, yeah. Do you think Bret Hart even remembers his uh, pizza pizza thing, the crack the cardboard? I don't remember his crack the cardboard. You don't remember that? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Look up Bret wow. Hart and uh, Pizza Pizza. They had a promotion on called uh, Crack the Cardboard where he'd like, like, I, I do remember the promotion. The box, and he'd be like, I want to crack the cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. I wonder, I wonder how many times it took him to get that line. <laughs> Once or twice. I want to crack the care bit. No. <laughs> Damn it. Crack the cardboard. I'm going again. Yeah, we're going to just keep it rolling. Take 52. You take 52. <laughs> I want to caress the cardboard. I love cardboard crackers. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. So we've got some uh, Marvel updates here. Apparently, uh, according to Marvel updates, both Daisy Johnson and Elena Rodriguez will appear in the upcoming Armor Wars project, and both will be part of the Secret Warriors team. Cool. So I'm cool. hoping they're reprising their roles from Agents of Shield. Must be. But I hope so. Yeah, that'd be cool. Be yeah, silly just, uh, yeah, it'd be a nice way to just kind of reconnect that. Uh, Parts of that show were fantastic. Yeah. 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 But then it kind of went off the rails when it was like multiple <laughs> yeah, universes, yeah. time traveling, and. It almost—I don't know—it had uh, later seasons of Agents of Shield kind of had that season three of the old Batman show problem where it looked like they were running out of budget, so they're just always in like a prison or yeah, <laughs> yeah in front of the green yeah. screen or something. Right, yeah, right, right. But oh my god, the Ghost Rider arc on that show—oh, amazing, super good. Yeah, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And then for uh, folks in the GTA who can't make it to Niagara Falls this weekend, uh, the. Oshawa Comic Con is uh, coming out again. Um, it's put on by Pop Culture Canada, and they're hosting it on April 22nd at the Oshawa Convention Center from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. They'll have vendors, toys, comics, and games, and uh, quite often they usually have cosplayers running around there. And it and, is Oshawa, uh, so there might be a live stabbing. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> but uh, you can also meet homegrown independent comic book artist Brant Mosley. So he'll oh, be cool. there, uh, I'm guessing, signing autographs and selling art and whatnot. Cool. You can also bring a donation for the local food bank and help out that way. Nice. Nice. So yeah. go out and get some comics and stuff. $5 admission. That's awesome. That's like the yeah. comic ones back in the day. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. I always like, I'm a huge nerd. And uh, if you guys ever checked out the show, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd and stuff. But I've always like... And a comic book nerd. And and as these, like, you know, when it costs $20 to go to a movie or $15 to buy a comic book or something ridiculous like that, I, like, I fell in love with all that nerd stuff when I was a kid. So as it gets priced out of the range, maybe kids can afford that. Maybe there's something I don't know. I don't, I, I don't make that much an hour. I can barely afford this nerd crap that I buy. And so it's nice to see something like a $5 admission where I could picture, like, a 13-year-old kid having... Yeah. you know the wherewithal to be able to afford to take himself to that that sort of thing like mm -hmm. that's really cool uh yeah a few years back marvel did like a 99 cent comic which i thought was amazing but it it lasted like three months and they, they stopped yeah. anyway. 
but uh that's really cool to see actually just the admission price is a neat thing there yeah well, you keep more in your pocket to go and spend when you're in there exactly well, yeah yeah that's yeah. probably true too yeah and that's one of the issues with like the big ones right you you're budgeting years in advance just to go if you go for a weekend and you got your hotel for you know at a town yeah. stay you've got your all your different meet and greets it costs for autographs yeah the cost of food like, you got to factor in and yeah it's like 40 dollars yeah. just to be there yeah my wife and i want to go to star wars celebration in japan and like we it's it's two years from now and we're already like okay let's <laughs> let's Start figure saving. this out now <laughs> yeah i haven't heard of that one should be should be really cool they, they do an event every two years they just did one in london i think it just yeah. just ended well it was every year this they're skipping year. They're skipping a year because of leap years or something um, no oh wow fair enough that's my wife <laughs> so uh any power ranger fans in the house <laughs> no, yeah. raise the roof greg Apparently debuting tomorrow on Netflix uh, is the 30th anniversary special, The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Forever. Features nice. rangers from multiple generations as they take on Rita Repulsa one more time. We need the money. <laughs> it's like a Ac actually, Rita, isn't it? She's got like a mask on or something. Something like that. Yeah. Well, didn't the original Rita pass? The actress? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure oh, myself, really? but... They do address some of the other actors, like uh, the original <laughs> Yellow Ranger. She passed, uh, Trini. Yeah. And I guess that is addressed in here where her daughter takes up the mantle. Yeah, it looks so. like from the from the trailer that the Yellow Ranger dies like at the beginning of the movie or something. Yeah. It? Yeah. So It is too bad that um, Amy Jo Johnson and Jason David Frank aren't in it, though. Yeah. I know this was I know it, it was filmed before his death. Yes, it was. Yeah, and it's weird because they still include him in the promotional material, but oh wow! But uh, Amy Jo Johnson, she's gone on record because they're saying, you know, why aren't you in it? And she's like, it's not the money. I'm just, I'm over fifty. I don't want to be in pink spandex anymore. <laughs> there, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, you know, I re like I'll do it once a year now that I'm over fifty. But <laughs> I guess I've only been over fifty for one year, so technically I'm still doing it every year. <laughs> what are you getting paid for? That's the next question. Ah, uh, well. Apparently they're getting paid better now than they did back in the original runs. So. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine. Didn't they make like it was like five hundred dollars an episode or something like that? Wow. Maybe. Run? Like really low. I I read something about that a little while ago. Yeah, I believe like I read something horrible. recently from Walter Jones saying, you know, I was making there what I could have been making at McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, I was like, wow. The the uh, television child labor laws were horrible back then. Yeah. So uh, this one, uh, Hank, we didn't catch it on uh, on Sunday on The Mandalorian. That's Because who, who wants to think that an innocent little puppet might swear? I know. It's just nuts. Oh. But there is talk of a foul-mouthed Anzellan in last week's episode. And if you listen really well, uh, if you want to hear it, it will sound that way to you. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm hoping it was just gibberish gone wrong. It seems pretty clear when you open your ears up. My son showed me this the other day, and it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, pretty clear. But it was so subtle. But when you hear it, you hear it. Yeah, yeah. Because like I, I, I think it's I think it's fantastic because I love when animators or sound guys embed things in that are like just mm -hmm. not you know if you catch them now that the internet is like 
all encompassing though. It's not just a small niche group of people going, did you see the tennis shoe? Yeah. You know, this thing gets out. So unfortunately that, that guy, if, if it is legit, that guy's probably going to be disciplined or let go because he drops the big MF (laughs) for sure. Do you have a clip? We do have a clip. So uh, folks can hear it here and uh, make up their own minds. Here we go. Bad baby. Oh, it's crazy! Come on, come on, come on. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Let's play it one more time. Bad baby. Oh, it's crazy! Well, <laughs> there's definitely something at the end there, but I don't really hear. Yeah, and so, well, what they're trying to say is, walk- "I'm out, mother effer." He says yeah. that he's walking away too, so it sort yeah. of fits the, the the scene very well. I'm out. I mean, it, it, it's possible. I I kind of highly doubt it since it's like mostly a kid show. I mean, I I dissect it like it's it's the Bible, but uh, um, <laughs> I have a disease. I have a mental illness. Um, but <laughs> I I highly doubt that. Honestly, uh, if a sound guy tucked that in, or the voice, I mean, the voice actor absolutely like would have to yeah. have said the line and i i think it might probably just be gibberish and we're hearing things because yeah if that slid by like that, that you know on a disney show that's the got powers a, to be a trillion yeah. kids watching it that probably did it's not bad you know when they had the big uh penis embedded in the aladdin poster or whatever it was you know that contract little mermaid little mermaid it was in the castle in the background. Yeah. right yeah right so i think we're like you know past uh, splicing full framed uh, uh, images of penises into children's movies, like I don't, uh, just with the, <laughs> the way the internet though. is. I mean, right, right. So yeah. I, as funny as it might be, I I highly doubt that that's a it's a it's a thing. He's yeah. it's probably especially because like it's, it's still it's still available on there. Like if you go right now and listen, oh yeah, it's at fourteen minutes forty four seconds, and it's still there. So I mean, how much did Yosemite Sam actually swear? Like oh, Razafrak. <laughs> Right, like <laughs> it was pushing some, you know, some some boundaries back then. But then you could also pull out a, a gun and shoot a rabbit on camera back then. There weren't really yeah. many boundaries back then, though. No, no not a lot. No, that made the show so good. <laughs> I have been in sessions where, like, the voice actors, you know, trying to amuse the room, and then they'll say something, and then everyone laughs and laughs and laughs. You go, okay, okay, we can't. Well, we obviously can't say that. Okay, so do a version and then tame it down, tame it down, and. Right. And everyone's like, okay, is that too close now? Because now it's in your head and you don't know. I, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, maybe that's what happened. Maybe I probably <laughs> Mr. Falcon. I, I tend to agree. <laughs> it's yeah. like that uh, Lion-O clip that was going around the internet a few years back. Oh, my God. <laughs> was that confirmed to be legitimate or? I don't know if I ever heard that was confirmed or not. Because it was funny. Shut up, you. <laughs> what was why no no? Uh it was supposed to be outtakes and from the whole cast of Thundercats. And uh, you know, they would mess up their line, they'd be like, Oh fuck, I gotta start again. It was like, Whoa, I didn't expect that from Panthro. <laughs> but that's fantastic. Yeah. Wasn't there a rumor that it was uh Seth McFarlane? I had heard that as well. And you know what? Hearing his imitation of Lionel, I could see it. Hmm. But we may you never know. Grab, you should grab the uh, 
the clip of Lionel saying, shut up, you fucking use it as a drop. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I cut you off? Here's what I'm going to do. Click. Yep. <laughs> but uh, ahead of the season finale of The Mandalorian, uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau put out uh, a couple messages. Uh, Dave Filoni says, uh, they being the fans, uh, they'll have a lot to take in. And I think it with any good ending, there's the moment in it where you're cheering and you feel satisfied but then there's a little bit after that where you think back and all the things that happened maybe you start to put them together in a different way and you realize it's an ending but there are other things happening out there in the galaxy that now you know more about the first time i read that it was like you know this this morning or maybe it was last night or something and i i, I thought about um Goldblum from Jurassic Park, like first the ooh and the ah, but then there's the running and the screaming, and I'm like, yeah. you're you're frightening me, Mister Filoni. Yeah, a little bit, eh? Like it's what an are ending. You doing? It's an ending. It's an ending. But, we know it's uh, going to end. You don't have to say a thing. I'm hooked. It's okay. You had me at episode one. <laughs> but from John Favreau, he says, uh, hopefully they'll feel satisfied, they'll feel resolved, and they'll feel a little surprised. Well, that's kind of what we got with that too, right? That that one feels a little bit like hopefully the fans will use their eyes to watch this. Yeah, <laughs> of course we'll rip it to pieces, but naturally. Oh my god, did you see that piece? How can you possibly top Luke Skywalker showing up at the end of season? That's two? that's what it's I've been saying, right? That, literally, what I've been saying. I mean, there are characters in the universe that could, you know, if they they've got that Indiana Jones tech perfectly, they could throw Harrison Ford in for five minutes, and we'd all just. Like and just comes girl. in for two minutes. But, uh, I don't. That's that is exactly Greg. What I was thinking was, how do you top that? Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't try because uh, you know no if you're going to do success, you know how do you how do you keep huh. you know it becomes jumping the shark, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> is there another season after this, or is this the last? There is a fourth season confirmed. Yeah, it's been, yeah. apparently it's already written. Of, oh, okay. You know, and they announced the, the the six seasons in a movie. They announced the the film to tie all this the Ahsoka show and the this uh, the Jude Law led thing that they're doing and uh, and this. So it's going to be this, I guess, Marvel style TV thing that culminates in a in a Dave Filoni directed feature film, which I'm really excited for him because I'm a huge fan ever since uh, the uh, seeing his uh, stuff on the Last Airbender mm. uh, cartoon that mm. uh, Dynamite. Uh, He's so good at actually uh, flushing out characters, stuff that's heavy but lighthearted. It's 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 kind of it's kind of gold. Avatar: The Last Airbender is such a good show. Oh, it's I I binge it all the time. Just whenever oh, I need some like wisdom, I I literally turn to that before any other like sort of wisdom in in the ether. I'm like, <laughs> what like what other you know like Bugs Bunny never taught me to clean my chakras. <laughs> <laughs> Good acting trick if you need to uh, cry for something. Just go watch Tales from Bossing Say. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. The story behind that is just the most heartbreaking and beautiful thing. Uh, if you guys don't know, the uh, uh, Mako, the the, the mm -hmm. actor was was dying of cancer and and uh, and knew it and recorded that little sessions. One of the last few, the last things he did as a as a performer. And it's 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 beautiful and 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 uh, and sweet and heartbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. so we're, uh we're standing on avatar <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> all day um swinging around back to wrestling uh any AEW fans in the house i like AEW. 
Well, uh, I went to the show when they came to Toronto. I'm going back a, in June. I have a teen burger. <laughs> well, apparently uh, tomorrow night they're going to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And with Dr. Britt Baker on the card, uh, if it's anything like the last time they were in Pennsylvania, you're going to be able to feel the energy coming out of the TV when she hits. Hometown. Yeah. Yeah. The last time it was, I don't think I've ever seen a crowd reaction quite like that before. Like at all the WWE house shows and everything like that. I would say CM Punk in Chicago. Yes, was close. Probably is very, very similar to this, but at least uh, Brit's wrestling face now. So yeah, so some poor baby face won't be getting booed out of the building. Yeah, but like last time she was heel, and they still yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a good show. My last uh, news item here, uh, new one that I'm trying out: the Dollarama Toy Tip of the Week. Oh. So for uh, all the toy hunters out there looking for a great deal, uh, this week in multiple locations, the Disney Mirrorverse figures have been spotted showing up. Uh, they're going for five bucks a figure, which is a steal because they're normally retail from anywhere between 16 and 25. Five dollar ammo. Yeah. Hmm. But the other big one that popped up this week, too, was the Gundam Infinity Series figures. Another five dollar touch. But again, these guys retail for 20 Canadian, so you can't really go wrong. And they're Bandai. I'm like super yeah. interested in that. I'm like, I'm I'm weirdly nerdly interested in that one. Yeah, made by Bandai. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, go to your dollar or go to your local Dollaramas if you're in Canada, folks. Do they do they have a central distributor? Because I thought it was like individual owners that would like just buy up collections and things that. I I'm honestly I don't know, but like I get wacky different stuff than you do all the time. Like, yeah. Because traveling the circuit around here, like from Peterborough to Oshawa, mm. there's got to be at least like 30 to 40 locations. Right. And similar stores get similar product. You might have the Steve Stavro of Dollaramas out there and he might own 40. Of them. <laughs> I've got three in Halifax and like, they're all like, why don't you carry the red socks? I don't, it's Canada day. <laughs> damn it. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of weird. There are certain things that are like sort of standard, but. Uh, True. I go there for a lot of foam core. Yeah. Anybody else hear anything news-wise worthy this week? Or I, I didn't write anything down. <laughs> I was thinking of taking up spelunking. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that would be a lot or, of fun. That reminds me, I should watch The Descent again. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Excellent segue. <laughs> Now, I just read a news article, apparently, uh, some lady just got rescued after spending like two years inside of a cave system. Wow. Yeah. I, that, that wasn't even an actual setup. <laughs> I told, I, I bet my wife I couldn't work, work the word spelunking into it organically. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you put it in twice. Two years? What did she survive on? Good question. <laughs> The myth of she turned water. into Gollum? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. The Living poor on whatever woman. they're feeding Poo Poo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, if Poo Poo can survive, the uh, green still- slime has all the nutrients you could need. <laughs> uh, the way I figure it, uh, Poo Poo is, has to be at least somewhat immortal. All the stuff that goes through <laughs> that he goes through. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking he eats bugs and he and he licks 
condensation off the bars of his crate. That's mm-hmm. that's my thinking. I, I mean, it actually makes it stronger, front. right? Yeah. Yeah. In, be- in between, he, he fares better in humid environments. Then. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Red Heart both live together. In <laughs> right. <environment>. Right. <laughs> Poopoo's hair also always wet. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Maybe maybe Poopoo is Bret Hart. Maybe it is Bret Hart. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a stand-up. We're coming back around on things. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep him away from pizza pizza boxes. He will or he'll start cracking all the cardboard. I'd need to watch that as soon as we're we're done. I mean, yeah, I, I am totally Googling that. The next, the it's as, it's as good as you think it will be. <laughs> Very good. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, it's a yellow. That would be a good theme, like re- wrestlers in commercials. That would—that's probably a whole little subgenre, which would be fun to. That's a good rabbit hole. Oh, God, for sure, yeah. you you could dive in right <laughs> off the hop with uh, Macho Man and snap into Slim Jims. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the big one, right? Is there any that's other the ones that one. are big like like that? Just wondering. Did Hulk did the Hulkster? I mean, there's the movie, right there. Yeah. He, he had Pasta Mania for a little while. I don't know if there was a commercial Pasta for it. Mania. <laughs> Ultimate Warriors, women's brassiers. <laughs> I mean, it would sell. Of course, it would. <laughs> Wonderful Wonder Bra. Wasted opportunity to not have uh, Andre the Giant back in the day promoting some kind of beer or a peanut. <laughs> Buy it or I'll come to your house. (laughs) There's great last feeling. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) That's good. That's awesome. So I'm all out of news. All out of news. All out of news. Anything else going on? Completely. I'm so I, pre- I prepared nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, good. I'm. Uh, I, I I peaked at spelunking. So <laughs> all downhill from there. Yeah, that's usually the way it goes. But uh, for us, we've got the Mandalorian season finale coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So be uh, interesting day tomorrow to watch that. Bugging it, and then uh, we'll be if back my here boss Sunday. Is listening, I'm going to fake work. Uh, sick tomorrow. So, <laughs> it's gonna be hard to like cheer several conditions that are flaring up. Oh, no. Looking peaked. Yeah, as long as they don't kill them off, we'll be okay. I can't see it. I mean, we should probably save our speculation for just. But I, um, I can't see it. Like you wouldn't shoot yourself in the foot. Like I was joking. I was just like I was high and riffing last night. I was like, what if they take one of Grogu's eyes? Would they do that to that beautiful like would grandma still love Grogu with an eye patch? Like, of course she would. A huge percentage of them might. I mean, would you maim your main character? Like you're not going to kill anybody off, I don't think. Like that's why we killed the big guy. Yeah, last time. I think so oh, my my son told me this uh yesterday. He said that rumor has it they might kill off um, the Mandalorian, because it's been stated that the Mandalorian now refers to the tribe of Mandalorians rather than the one character. So, if they were to take that route, then the next season would be more focused on the whole of them instead of just the one. I mean, it's possible we're heading for a bigger scope situation. I don't yeah. know. 
I've also heard a rumor that, oh, um, after the season wrapped, uh, Pedro Pascal got disgruntled with, and I, I just watched that guy in interviews and, and being so, and who knows, maybe in real life, like you said earlier, maybe he's not a nice guy, but he seems like the nicest person you could ever want to meet. And I can't like, I can't for the life of me seeing him getting like, well, you want me to just phone in my performance for another $30 million? Like no problem. Like, and it wants the season i'll take my helmet off and hug a uh, hug a puppet i'll i'll do that for for whatever you want to pay me right? so and uh he just seems very genuine maybe maybe because he's an actor he's got me fooled but um i can't see it i can't see them killing off like ostensibly the main character um they've been really sort of uh, i said it last year when we were reviewing the second season that they there's a couple episodes where oh this is we're reminded this is the Mandalorian and not the, the Grogu show, which it kind of can become sometimes. And yeah. it is the furthest thing from the Grogu show this year. Yeah. So I still think uh, it works best as a, um, a lone wolf and cub sort of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we're so far uh, beyond that uh, now, but I, I doubt that they'll kill him. I, I really hope not. It would really set the fo- like the last or the next season off on a really bad f- foot. <laughs> yes, yes. Unless they do something funny, like have Moff Gideon come out and you know just kind of chuck his helmet there and say, "Ha, ah, I killed him," but he's not really dead. He's just chained up in the basement. Huh? Then he can come back and be like, "Ah, give me my helmet." There you go. <laughs> and how about the guests? Is there anything you guys want to plug or like yeah. decide your season two or is there any other things you guys are working or- on? Having babies? What are you guys doing? Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, it's on it's on all the podcast apps. Uh, maybe you want to visit, uh, yeah, like, like uh, you know, we were talking about before, human-b-gon.com. Cool. Um, check out the cast and crew bios and stuff like that. But mostly it would be just great to have folks have a listen to the show and see if they like it and just subscribe and – yeah. yeah. Make, make sure you type in human dash b dash g o n and not the whole word gone. That takes you to a different website and it puts you on a list. So mm-hmm. don't do that. never, never, never babysit young girls and have them uh, ask you to Google backstreetboys.com either. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, was, it seemed like a clever name before I got into learning how to market on the internet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, Morgan, I know you changed uh, your Instagram account name since the last time you were on. Yes, it's uh, now Action Figure Addiction. Action Figure underscore Addiction. There you go. Yeah. So go check that out. See some great photography and great stuff. You'll not awesome be a boys. unless you are, but you should be. <laughs> All right. So I want to. So I want to thank you guys for coming on and chatting with us. And thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man, it was it was yeah, fun. It was super fun, yeah, man. Really <laughs> yeah, when season two comes out, we'll have to have you back on, and would love that. Hell's yeah! Alrighty, <laughs> fantastic. So, from Fandom Power, I am Andy. I'm Hank, and we I'm will Morgan. we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> these are these guys. And we made it without fucking swearing. Sure <laughs> <laughs> did. Almost an hour, eight minutes in, and you just let it go. You... <laughs> I no. can't hold it in. I'm bubbling. I'm going to go swear <laughs> at my wife as soon as we get off camera. 
And you dropped an F bomb earlier. Oh. I heard it. Oh, and your son is there. Oh, cameo you, you appearance. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Wave <laughs> to the world. You're live. Hello, internet. Oh, internet. <laughs> Alrighty. We'll catch you on the next one, guys. See ya. Thank you. See ya. Awesome. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.